0: Hello everybody and welcome to episode three of the Last Heart Podcast. DJ Spin it. The Last Heart Podcast. What is up, everybody? How's y'all's Tuesday going? The beginning of the week. Awesome. Mine, mine's going great. Way better than it was last Friday when I did a podcast. Um, if you didn't listen to that one, by the way. It is on all platforms. Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify. There should be no excuse that you didn't listen to it. Go back and listen to it. But if you have listened to it, but you don't fully remember what happened, I'm going to give you a little recap. Last Friday, yeah, I had to make some big decisions, and I thought I had to sell my car. That's what I thought I was going to have to do. But guess what? <laughs> the Red Rocket's not going. It is not going. It is staying. With me, okay? It's staying in my possession. I had to make some big boy decisions, lay down all my options, lay down everything on my bag, okay? Dawson, financially, can you keep this thing? Financially, it was just better for me to keep it, okay? Because I put so much into it. Instead of going to college, I decided to take the money that I saved for and put it into this car, and I'm not going to let it go down the hole. The red rocket's going to go on, all right? I'm going to keep it going. (laughs) But the thing is, though, is I laid it down. I was like, between the two jobs that I have, I'm going to have a, the perfect amount of money. What, what was there to stress about? But you're being stupid, Dawson. So I did not have to make that conscious decision to sell it, but I did have to switch insurances. Oh, my gosh. I was God, I was paying so much for the insurance that I had, and I just decided to, I had to switch it. And I was, okay, you know what? I'm going to call him out. I'm going to call him that. State Farm. All right? Screw you, State Farm. I don't like you, State Farm. You, bad, bad State Farm. I mean, I cannot believe that you, that, that how high it was. They had me at a rate of $380 a month. That's with car and rent, uh, renter's insurance for the place I'm living at. That's ridiculous. I can't, cannot, and, and I tried everything to lower it when I had it. I was like, okay, what do I need to do? They're like, all right, so we're going to have you here. We're going to put, actually, no, that was not the sound of the voice. Okay, I had a lady. I never met her before, but she literally sounded like this. like, so what you're going to do is, is what we can do is put your drive safe and save, and okay, I cannot do the voice. I, I'm i going to literally blow my head off if I, if I keep on doing that voice, but that's what she sounded like. So. She was going to put the drive safe and save in my car, and I was going to save on the vehicle. But guess what? Turns out that didn't do anything. I have to do 250 trips in order for it to calculate and start doing discounts. And it wasn't even that big of a discount. Ridiculous. So, so I was like, let's go back to the drawing board. What am I going to do? She was like, oh, well, that's about all we got. You can sign up for life insurance. Fine, I signed up for life insurance. Didn't really do much. Still paying 300 and 80 something dollars for that insurance I was, this is ridiculous so that's what really put me in the hole it was like a car payment so then I called Geico I was like you know what I'm gonna try a different insurance see what happens they quoted me at 206 dollars a month for car and renter combined what are you kidding me that that is a automatic go so if you're a young person and you are paying on a vehicle. Go with Geico. Okay? They will literally save you. Save your life. Okay? This is not sponsored. Of course, I'm not getting paid to say this. But State Farm is terrible. Terrible. And I had to switch to Geico. Had to do it. It was the easiest switch of my life. And so now, yes, now I get to have the car and keep it. And, I mean, but the thing, though, is about switching insurances, it's a weird thing when you tell your old insurance that you're switching to another one, their competitor. It's like breaking up with your girlfriend and then her finding out that it's like a friend of a friend that she knows. Basically, she knows the girl that you're about to go out with now. That's basically what switching insurance is. So you call them up and you're like, "All right, hey, sorry, but uh, I'm going to have to switch insurances. I'm here to switch insurances. Oh. Oh, really? So you're so, are you sure you want to switch? Are you sure that we didn't do everything for you? Do, do they have renters? Yeah. Well, do they have a great life insurance policy? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Real. So, so they just have everything. So, that new insurance just has everything for them. They're just having everything going. Well, yeah. Well, well what's it going to make you stay with us? Are you $200 cheaper? Oh, really? We're not going to go that low. There's no way. Well, you, you can go have fun with Geico, alright? You can go have fun. Hopefully, Geico can please you That, that we can, in ways that we couldn't please you. <laughs> that's, that's basically how that went down. So, it was very, very awkward. I mean, it didn't go down exactly like that. I was, of course, exaggerating, but that's <laughs> how switching insurances is. It's just a pain. Pain to deal with. So, the Red Rocket is still alive. Yeah, that's the name that I named my car. Because, you know, I put posted on Instagram. I was like, what should I name her? And the Red Rocket's what's got most of the likes. So I was like, you know what? I'm sticking with it. Red Rocket it is. So I'm glad that I'm being able to stick with my car. But I am having to get a second job for right now. And what a pain. Two jobs, 20 years old. What a hassle. But you know what? You got to do the things. That you gotta do for right now so that's how it is that's how my life's been it was a little roller coaster ride but guess what we're going in right into normalization normalization for a little bit where everything's not so stressed but you know what i got through it it's all good it's all fine but you know what we're going to start things off here on this podcast with a fun fact, okay. We need to. We, I'm gonna start it off with a fun fact. We're gonna bring out the fun fact here. Um, uh, there are over 110 million undiscovered landmines waiting to be discovered in the world, just waiting to be stepped on. Okay. I know that was a enormous switch, but you're gonna have to, you know, bear with me here. This is the, the last I Go Heart podcast. Okay, we're gonna be switching things up here. You're gonna be have, learning some new things. So the fun fact I have for you, there's 110 over 110 million landmines just waiting to be stepped on across the world, and they last for 55 years, so they're still armed and ready and dangerous. <laughs> Thankfully, there's none in the U.S. What happens if there was some in the U.S., though? Man, after this podcast, some of you are going to be walking to y'all's cars a little bit differently after work. You're going to be walking a little bow-like it just... I listen to Dawson's podcast. I gotta watch out for landmines. (laughs) Or happens if you're eating a burrito. You're stuffing your face in. With a burrito supreme at Taco Bell. Next thing you know. Some guy just barges in. He's starving. He wants a taco. He's like. Hey I want to. Click. (laughs) Blows up. Into many different pieces. Just pieces everywhere. You get a little bit of. Then you get a little extra meat in your taco that you didn't ask for. You're like, Ugh. But you're like, you start eating it and enjoying it because you're like, ah, it's free. I'm going to have it. Whatever. Can't give me much more diarrhea than this already place is already going to be giving me. So there we go. But 110 million. Most of them are in Egypt, too. And you know how many tourists go to Egypt? I don't know, a lot, a lot of tourists go to Egypt, so I can only imagine, like, the tour guide with, like, this, like, that's carrying along the camel, and everybody in their, like, shorts is just going up to the pyramids, taking pictures, and then all of a sudden, he just waves his hand, and he's like, oh, hold on, all of a sudden, he has, like, some little kid go out there, and he's just, like, doing some little hopscotch routine, making sure there's no landmines, he's like, oh, right, good, all right, come on, keep on walking, everybody, walk." Single file line this way. Mm. He doesn't really. He doesn't talk like that. He does. He probably doesn't talk at all. He probably just does hand motions to wave them forward. One hundred and ten million. I can't believe it. I saw that and I blew my mind. Literally. So everybody's gonna be stepping with more caution now when you go into different countries. And I like that. I like now everybody's gonna be more nervous and stressed out. Did you hear what that kid said? He said there's one hundred and ten million different landmines just waiting to be stepped on and discovered. How are we going to solve that problem, Dawson? Well, guess what? I have the perfect idea. You know, all the disabled people that are getting those disability checks because they can't work at a normal place because of their disability, the blind people with the sticks, perfect idea. Yeah, get the perfect option for them. Take all the blind people, take them over there, take them off that disability check, give them a job. It's called Finding Landmines Across the Country. We're going to make a TV show out of it called Landminers. We're going to go across the country just in search of landmines. And the one that finds the most landmines wins, I don't know, millions of dollars. But it's going to be great. They're going to be like talking to him like, oh, yeah, I found like six landmines today. And like right behind him, his friends just tap, tap, tapping away. And then all of a sudden, click, boom, found one. It would be so entertaining. And then guess what? It would get rid of the landmine problem. And we won't have to worry about it anymore. And it would save some money because we'd get some people off of the disability checks. Oh, man. Speaking of disability checks, I saw this thing today where there's a hundred and... Well, no, not a hundred. Why did I say a hundred? That's stupid. No, there's forty million over 40 million unemployed Americans in the United States. And I'm not one of them. <laughs> over 40 million really that's that's ins- where's all this money coming from like we're we gonna have to pay more than taxes next year or what oh that's right I figured it out the United States can just print more money that's what they've been doing they've just been printing trillions of dollars and writing the stimulus checks going for unemployment Really? You can just print money like that and just like, ooh, up here. Just start printing $5 bills. Boop, 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 $20, $100 bills. Boop, boop, just print it, cut it, boom. Put it in the system. Okay, I don't want to work anymore. (laughs) Can you just print me off enough money where I can live off of it? Just ching, 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 ching. All right, this all goes to Dawson's house so he doesn't have to work anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, if you could just print it, but then I read a little bit more and it make, and actually then printing it makes the U.S. dollar become more worthless. Okay, whatever. And I still don't have to work for the money. I just get it printed. I just want a printer at my house. That's what I want. I want a money printer at my house. (laughs) That's so illegal, but you know what? I want a money printer. That's what I want. For Christmas, can I get a money printer, please? That's what I want. Insane money. But speaking of landmines and speaking of war and speaking of money and all, we're on a war subject. That's what we're on landmines and war. But I don't know if anybody learned this in high school, but the Geneva Convention, you know what that is? Yeah, you're going to be learning some things today on this third episode. You're going to be really throwing... You, you, take your notebooks out. Take your notebooks and your notepads and have them have them out. Just to start writing this down because things are about to blow your mind. Because Dawson's gonna Dawson has a lot of things to put on the table today. He's got a lot of things to get off his chest. And the Geneva Convention is one of them. I was scrolling through YouTube. The Geneva Convention popped up. And, you know... I like, I like watching interesting stuff that gives me more knowledge. And I was bored. Had nothing else to do. So guess what? I clicked on it. Turns out there's a rule book for war. I don't, I don't remember learning this in high school. Probably because I didn't pay attention much. I was asleep most of the time. Yeah. I was a... Okay. In middle school, alright. I made A's and B's. Just to make my mom proud. Made my parents proud. But then when I got into high school, I started becoming a bc student and then little did you know towards junior year i just started not caring i started becoming a c student all right i'm proud of it too because guess what i worked for those c's i worked hard to sleep in most of my classes and not care okay i worked for it i'm not okay i'm not any kids that are listening to this i'm not promoting just to become a c student just because i am okay Go to college if you want to, but I'm choosing not to. So that's why I became a C student. Anyways, I don't remember in history class learning about the Geneva Convention, but apparently it's a rule book that's used in war. So I mean, you can still kill people in war, but you just can't kill them in these ways. One of them, um, is a blinding. They created a blinding laser. A country did. It's like a laser that they shoot and it blinds the the people, and that's, you can't use that, so you can't have fun using that, uh, I think landmines you can't use either, but there's still, you know, 110 million to be discovered, uh, but you can't plant those anymore, um, what's another one, I have it written down somewhere, oh, mustard gas, you can't use mustard gas? No fun with that. And the one that's the most disappointing to me is a flamethrower. Like, are you kidding me? You can't use a flamethrower. Like, that that would, if you want people to join the military, bring back the flamethrower. Because I'm telling you, I will sign up. If you promise me I get to put a backpack of gas on and I just get to spray a mile worth of flames across everybody, instant roast i would sign me up where do i sign plus also what are you gonna do if if like someone does use like a flamethrower and more? what are you gonna give them that you're gonna make him like like is there an official that's gonna come out in the middle of the war field hey, hey hey flag on the play hey come here come here come here was that a flamethrower was was that a flamethrower no, I saw it. I saw the flame. You roasted that whole row of people. They're they're burnt to a crisp now. You're, that's not allowed. Mm-mm. Did you read the Geneva Convention? No. Oh. You were failing high school and you were 18, and a military recruiter came up to you and asked you if you wanted to join. Oh. Oh, okay. So you don't know about the Geneva Convention? No. Okay. All right. Well, guess what? Go send that penalty box over there. Yeah, that's what you're gonna have to do. Send that penalty box and think about. Why you're in here. And make sure not to have that flamethrower ever again. <laughs> I mean seriously. What? <laughs> Apparently if you break the rules. Other countries are going to team up against you. Like even if the countries hate you. Like if United States and China. They're probably not that great. But as soon as Germany or Russia has something. And they did something wrong. Like used mustard muster gas. On some citizens or whatnot, China and America are like. We got to team up now. He used mustard gas. That's not fair. Let's go kill him. Kill him with what? <laughs> Our missiles. Heat-seeking missiles. Yeah. What are we going to do? Throw in there, throw in uh bombers and, you know, hey, you still got that atom bomb? Okay. Yeah, you know that damage you did to Japan. Okay, we're going to need that one too. See, those are not illegal. You can you can use those any time you want to. But <laughs> but you can't use a flamethrower you can use a bomb that obliterated millions of people but you can't use a flamethrower probably the coolest weapon by far i vote that is the coolest weapon don't argue with me yeah you can't argue with me on that one the flamethrower is so cool it it's great by far you light it torches everybody burns them to a crisp you got if you're if you're, I mean, honestly, that would have been Jeffrey Dahmer's favorite weapon. His instant cooked meals. That's what it would have been. Instant, that's exactly what instant cooked. That he, he would have been the one that would have been promoting it, promoting that right there. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm teasing. The little Jeffrey Dahmer reference with the flamethrower. Okay, whatever. Shoot me. Uh no, but does anybody else have Spotify? I have Spotify, even though I have an iPhone. I'm not paying for Apple Music. <laughs> no, I rather really have Spotify. That's where that's where my money's going. My good, hard-earned cash is going towards Spotify. Yep, and on Spotify, uh, they made a playlist, uh, a Black Lives Matter playlist, which I was like, all right, that's cool. It's got some Kendrick Lamar in there. That was kind of cool, you know, kind of bump up the jams a little bit. It was it was bumpy, jammy, but then you know how you can scroll down; it'll be like a related artist or related albums or related titles or something that else that might interest you. Well, in that related category, there was a there was a, a a white lives matter playlist. I was like, oh no. No, someone did not make a "White Lives Matter" playlist. Oh, like I can only imagine what's in this playlist. So I click on it, and next thing you know, it's got a whole bunch of country in there. So you, you can, it's got like a, got like a, think of hmm, a, a handful of Luke Combs, a pinch of Jason Aldean, and like a, a sprinkled in Tim McGraw. And I'm like, you know what? This makes sense. This makes absolute sense of how they put this White Lives Matter playlist together. And, and dude, I, I mean, I, look, and I didn't come across it on, I didn't search it. That's what happened with the recommended. It was right under the Black Lives Matter playlist. Okay, I came across it accidentally. I clicked on it out of curiosity. And guess what? My curiosity, you know, it proved what it was. It was a playlist for just full of country, and I'm I'm not saying that there's no country artists that supported Black Lives Matter. But what I'm saying is, is that you don't see any rappers in any Black Lives Matter playlist. I know that for a fact. So that's that's where my travels have gotten to me. Of So I, I immediately got off of Spotify for a little bit, okay? But if you know this podcast really well by now, okay, if, you, if it's stuck in there for the past two episodes that I've had, all right, you're on this third one. You already know that I have a segment in there, an article segment, all right, where I pick one or two or many more articles, and I just like to talk about those articles that I found. And the one that I found today, it's pretty interesting. Probably a lot of you probably know this. Uh, I don't know if everybody does, but Kanye. Kanye West. It's been out for a while now that he wanted to run for president. And apparently he still wants to. So the article was about Kanye running for president. Now, some people say it's a little too late. Some people say that he can swoop right on in and keep on take over the campaign. I would love to see a Kanye West in the White House. Add some flavor. Add some add some, add some difference. I mean, come on. Look at all the presidents that we've had. We need to, we need to spice things up a little bit. Get some of these old old hags out of the out of the out of the government, out of the house. Get some fresh pe fresh things that listen to the young people. I mean, come on. I mean, first off. If you vote for Kanye, you're going to get some free Yeezys if he gets in. Everybody gets a free pair of Yeezys, okay? And you can't get mad at anything Kanye says or any policies that he signs off on when you get a free pair of Yeezys, because those things are like $350 a pair. Like, even if you did get mad at Kanye for him saying something in the news, you'll wake up in the morning and go, oh, Kanye, I'm so... You did give me these three hundred fifty dollar pair of shoes. I can't get that mad at you. I love you, Kanye. And he'll probably come out with some like dope president albums, like while he's in the White House. He'll like come out with a whole awesome album. He'll, he he may even redo the Pledge of Allegiance and like a little Kanye Kanye little flare in that pot in the in the Pledge of Allegiance. That would be awesome. To have like a dope Kanye twist beat to the pledge, I would love it. I mean, actually, I'm I'm trying to think of how it would go. Actually, you know what, DJ? Can you can you can you play like a little little Kanye instrumental? Find me a Kanye instrumental. Play that in there. I'm gonna I'm gonna spy, I'm gonna give you a little a little uh, enlightenment of hopping on the Kanye West train for presidency. When my When the DJ puts in this instrumental, I'm going to show you what Kanye would do to spice up that Pledge of Allegiance. All right, DJ, give me that instrumental. What's up, everybody? Put that hand over your heart. Act like you want it. Yes, each and every one of you. 50 stars for 50 states Some of you don't understand that Some of you think there's 51 stars 51 states 52 stars 52 Y'all need to understand It's 50 stars, 50 states I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America And to the republic for which it stands One nation Under Jesus and God Indivisible with liberty And justice for Uh-uh And justice for Uh-uh can we get a repeat of the pledge? Of course we can, it's Kanye and I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God and needs is indivisible. With liberty and justice for all. Oh, liberty and justice for all. You know what? Cut it. Cut it, cut it, DJ. Yes, cut it. Alright, get rid of it. That's the only little snippet I'm going to give you. Okay, I'm going to work with Kanye on this one. Uh, Hopefully I don't get sued over the instrumental. I don't think that's even a big deal, considering the fact that rappers remake other other rappers' music and use their freestyles. I mean, they steal from each other all the time. So, I don't think Kanye is going to really be picky about this one, considering the fact that I used this as a promotion for him to get his campaign going as president. And him and I also, I mean, come on, Kanye. Call me, contact me, DM me anytime, and I can help you remake that Pledge of Allegiance. But you know how much that Pledge of Allegiance sounded so much better with that beat behind it? Oh, just imagine everything else that's about America just with a Kanye beat behind it or something just Kanye-fied. It'd be beautiful. Beautiful work of art. Cannot wait. Kanye 2020, I'm fully on board. (laughs) But, I mean, I haven't said this in a while. How's everybody doing during quarantine? Man, I could barely get that out. But, how's everybody doing? Quarantined up. I mean, dude, I'm strapped in this house. Besides going to work, I'm going to immediately come home. Just be like, oh, man. But, I get to watch a lot of TV shows. and. I don't know what your favorite quarantine TV show is, but I dug down deep. And on Hulu, yeah, i use Hulu. Okay. I bet you a lot of other people use Hulu out here, but I, yeah, I'm a Hulu fan. Use that for TV shows. I think Netflix is good for movies, and then TV show wise, Hulu. Hulu's good for TV shows. I, that's always what I've lived by, and that's my theory. I mean, it's probably wrong, but you know what? It's a theory. So I use Hulu as TV shows, and the TV show that I found that I'm really interested in is called Drugs, Inc. Oh, if you have not seen this one, Nat Geo went wild with this one, making seven seasons of how to make, distribute, and take drugs. It's a docu-series. It's amazing. And And I thought it was fake too, but I looked it up and it's real. Everything that happens in there is real. And it gets kicked off with this awesome narrator's voice. He just like, I, I can't even do it. But it's it's so he makes he makes taking drugs like hardcore drugs sound awesome. Just like, <laughs> and Alex has been taking uh and Alex has been taking heroin for six years, and it's wrecked his life. And and you're like, wow, that sounds so cool. I kind of want to do heroin now. I'm just kidding. But his voice is very convincing. It's very convincing to get into it. Like, the the thing about it is, is the whole layout of the episode. Like, how these, what do these gangs do? They just let them in. The camera guy, they just let them barge in just while they're in the middle of it. Like, oh, hey. They're all wearing masks, too. They're just all hanging out like, oh, hey, what's up? We're just, you know, cutting some coke. Putting together Somali, <laughs> just barging in with the camera crew. Just, I feel bad for the camera guys. Like they the whole time they're just like flashing guns and talking while they're talking about the drugs that they're selling. And next thing you know, like the cameraman. I mean, some of the some of the frames are pretty shaky. It's because uh, the cameraman's shaking because you you know for a fact there's two bodyguards behind there, just waiting for the cameraman to make one false step. Oh, I dare you. I dare you to try to get out of here. We're gonna... We're gonna kill you if you try to. I bet you. They're crazy, too. The nicknames. The nicknames for it is amazing. Like, they'll, like, freeze frame. And they'll put the nickname of the guy on there. His, like, his his little gang name. Oh. They're so adorable. <laughs> like... Like, they'll freeze-frame the guy in his mask, and he'll be holding a gun, and, he'll be like, and the the name would be Little Pew Pew, Bodyguard, Occupation Bodyguard, Nickname Little Pew Pew, <laughs> something like that, and Little Pew Pew, and you're like, okay, that's the best name that you can come up with, alright, Little Pew Pew, come and protect me, protect the stash, and I love how they promote family. Like, when you join this industry, they're like, everybody here is all family. All family. i known Chef back there. Yeah, he's the one that cooks up the meth. I've known Chef back there for a long time. Long time. I love Chef. I'll do anything for Chef. What was that? What was that? Chef. Chef messed up a batch. I. Mm. Excuse me for a second. Comes back. Sorry. uh. Never mind, Chef was a loose end. We had to cut, you know. I didn't really trust Chef. Um, he was going to get picked off sooner or later. You're like, whoa, okay, did you just kill Chef? <laughs> you can go, just go from complete family to just slaughtering them in a matter of seconds just because they messed up a batch. A good old batch. Hey, but it's expensive, though. And, and it's mostly Hispanics that are in this show. They're part of the gangs and stuff like that, because, I mean, it's where all the drugs come from, is Mexico. So that's where most of the drugs are, and you're like, oh, where are the white people in this show? They're the ones taking them. Not the ones making it, the white people are taking them. They're the the guinea pigs. And this is living proof. One episode that I watched, there's this one guy, he he laid down the coke, and they had to try it to make sure it was the real stuff, so they took his knife out, and they called out Crazy Chris. And his name is Crazy Chris, and he came out and he looked awful. He had a cigarette in his hand. He was skinny, super, super pale. Just comes out and sits down and he put, pull, pushes the knife away and just full on rolls up a dollar bill and just goes, goes ham for a line and goes. <sighs> Yeah, that's, that, wow, that's, that's some good stuff. That's some good And then goes right back into the room that he was in. Probably playing video games, eating some Cheetos. <laughs> that's amazing. Just going back there, eat some Cheetos or whatnot, whatever he's doing. Then whenever he needs to try a batch, that's when he's out. Come on, Crazy Chris, get over here. And then, like, they'll uh, have, like, little vocab words for you to learn th- during the show. They'll freeze-frame those. Like, every so often, like, a dealer or, a, or the, the boss dude, he'll say, he'll say a, a certain word, like, re like, re-up. That, that, that would be one of the many definitions that you'll have to write down during the show. We're going to have to go re-up on this one. Re-up on it. And, like, they'll pause, freeze-frame it again. Like, you have freeze-framed enough during the show. And they'll give you the definition of re-up. Definition of re-up. Resupply. Oh, I'm going to write that down in my notebook. Yeah, I'm going to take that. I'm going to use all every every word that I find in this show. I'm going to use it in real life in public to twist people's minds. Like I'll be at a restaurant. I'm like, hey, waiter. Waiter. Can I get a re-up on this DP? Waiter, can I get a re-up on this DP? The waiter comes up there. He starts all sketched out because I said re-up. He's all sketched out looking. He's like, did you, did you say you wanted to re-up on your DP? Yeah, I want to re-up. That's going to that's gonna cost you extra. Cost me extra? Are you serious? This is not even a pure DP. This is cut with melted ice. And I immediately take out a steak knife and stab his hand into the table. I said, you better get me some more DP. And it better be on the house. Or I'm going to have a little pew-pew back here. Pop a cap in your dome. Leave your body scattered, and concrete. Put chop your body parts up and put them in center blocks and throw them in the river. Yeah. And then I'll release the steak knife from the table and he'll go get me it. Thank you, drugs, Inc. for making me more assertive at the dinner table. <laughs> I'm gonna have to work on my gangster talk, but you know what? It's all gonna be lo- It's gonna be good. It's going to be awesome. It's very assertive. I get what I want. I don't have to pay for it. <laughs> that's one thing you learn from the show. You don't, you don't pay for anything. Get what you want when you want how you want it. But I don't, that's one thing that I don't really understand, though, is how they sign the contracts. That like, they'll also show the police side of things of them breaking into houses and stuff. Like, do they just sign a contract? Oh, we, we won't sell you out. Just We promise. You, you want a pinky swear? I'll pinky swear. That's what we do in doing, gangs, now. We'll just pinky swear. That's what we'll do. Pinky swear? All right. All right, pinky swear. I right, gotcha. Kiss thumbs. Whatever. <laughs> gangs are like, uh. They're just, like, in it for the recognition. <laughs> but, no, that is the craziest show that I watch. That I've watched during quarantine. Other than that, I don't. I don't really have any other shows that I have watched. That are just like outrageously crazy. I watch how it's made. Come on. If you're a man listening to this and you don't watch how it's made, you're on something. Like I love how it's made. Just like they can make a screw. And I'm just like, oh, wow, that's how they make a screw. Man, that's awesome. Last night, I watched how to make a skateboard. Thought that was pretty cool. Takes like four layers of wood pressed in glue. Would have never known that. Put some grip tape on it. The wheels, rubber of course. Amazing, amazing technique of how they make these skateboards. <laughs> but guess what? I watch it and I lose my mind every time. Oh my gosh, that's how they make a rubber boot! Yay! Every man, every man listening to this podcast has watched how it's made. It is so interesting. If you haven't watched how it's made as a man. Go watch it. It's on Hulu. Go watch it. it. You will not be disappointed. Just, I mean, I've watched it so many times, I got the theme song stuck in my head. Do, 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 do. Oh, man. Do, 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 do. It's kind of like the Wii music, honestly, now that I think about it. Do, do. But it doesn't have all the Wii, Wii music sound effects. But no, those are the two shows that I've been jamming out to during quarantine. Really been grinding out. And uh usually now we would be coming down to my Q&A segment, but guess what? No one has ever sent me a and a yet. No one sends me a question that has to be answered yet. I'm still waiting on it. Send me something. Send me a statement. Send me something I could riff off of. But no, guess what? Y'all want to hear me Y'all want to hear another uh would you rather? Because that's all I got. That's all I got is a would you ra- rather. About to, about to pull that out. As soon as I find it. Somewhere near me. Would you rather? Oh, right here. Baby, I got it. Would you rather? Mmm. Would you rather have a dog that every time it barked, it would say so- it would, something would come out racist? Or every time you hear something racist, it comes out as a bark? I'm gonna re-say that. Have, would you rather have a dog that every time it barked, something would come out racist, or every time you hear something racist, it comes out as a bark? I mean, I'm just telling you this much, if every time my dog barked and something came out racist, that'd be one funny dog. But on the other hand, though, is is would I be willing to get get whooped every time that that dog barked? <laughs> I don't think it would. I mean, I eventually I would have to put it down. I couldn't stand. I couldn't have a racist dog anymore. Right? Ra- no. And then on the other hand, every time I heard something racist, it would come out as a bark. That would solve many issues. If you hear some someone say something racist and all you hear is you stupid whore. you just, you're stupid But <laughs> that would catch you off guard but then you know they're saying something racist but you can't get mad at them because you don't know what they're saying that would solve a lot of issues I think that would solve a lot of racism in this country if every time you heard something racist it would come out as a bark in your ears <laughs> like a cute little chihuahua bark and be like, oh, can't, can't get that mad. So cute and adorable. <laughs> Man. <laughs> and that would totally defeat the whole KKK thing. Because, like, every time they have a meeting and something, I mean, of course, something's going to come out racist during their meetings. Nothing can get done because constantly, it's just everybody's going to be barking the whole time. The commissioner's going to be like, hello, everybody. Hey, welcome to the. What did you say? I said. <laughs> and the KKK would have to shut down. Boom. Problem solved. No more KKK. That would be amazing. No more KKK. Wouldn't want it. Wouldn't want the KKK at all. Now, if there was barking every time you heard something racist, there would not be. But guess what? That's never gonna happen. Neither would be the racist dog. (laughs) But that would be pretty cool for a little bit, unless you bring it to the wrong neighborhood. I mean, okay, cool is the wrong word for the dog that's racist. But come on, you'd be like, wow. Um, no one would be an intruder. Uh, you will never have an intruder. Every time, as soon as they break into the door, the dog would come up and start just <laughs> saying the most racist stuff ever. And then all I'll sudden be like, D- "What did that dog say? Hold on, did that dog just say what I thought it said? That scares me. I'm getting out of here." And then its owner comes out, and goes, "Get out of here, you stupid!" <laughs> Man. That, wouldn't that be something? So, put in your votes. I want to hear, what would you rather have? Would you rather have the dog that every time it barked, it says something racist? Or would you rather, every time you hear something racist, it comes out as a bark? I would really like to know. And I would like to put in the next podcast. DM me it. Message me it. Everything. At Igohart Dawson. Don't forget that. You're going to need to know that if you want to send me a. Same thing with the Q&A. You got a question for me? I'll answer it. I won't put your name out there, I promise. I'll make up a name. Worst case scenario, I'll just say so-and-so said. But I want to start doing Q&As too. It'd be a very good thing. So now we're sliding right into the ending. I'm, if you've made it this far, awesome. You have made it through the number three episode. Episode three of the last I Heart podcast. I want y'all to thank thank y'all for listening. If you If you've made it this far and you still haven't listened to my other two, Go after this one. Go back and listen to my other two, okay? Go listen to them. It's on Apple Podcast, YouTube, and Spotify. The Last I Go Hard podcast. They're on those three platforms. No excuse for you not to be able to listen to them, okay? All right. Hopefully y'all listen to that loud and clear. Hopefully y'all like this episode of this podcast. Man, I am up super late doing this. Super late doing this, but it's worth it for y'all, and I love getting my thoughts out. And thank thank you all for listening. Uh, once again, I'm going to keep on thanking y'all because the more listeners that I get, the the better, the better it turns out the more that I want to keep on doing this. I mean, I'd probably do it anyways if I didn't really get that many listeners, but still it's awesome. Uh, but anyways, uh thank you all for listening once again. Go listen to the other two episodes if you haven't. And uh I will be seeing I will be seeing y'all Friday. Friday with another uh podcast, episode four of the Last I Go Heart Podcast. So DJ, we're gonna need you to play that intro as an outro, and I will see you ladies and gentlemen Friday. DJ, spin it! Last I go podcast, podcast You are, are two uh, the last I The last I go podcast